0: Hello, everyone. I'm Zinzi, and we don't have Imani today. It's a moving day for Imani and Omar in Jamaica, and I'm very excited for them. I'm going to try to hold it down for you, Imani, while you're gone, but I look forward to having you back at the next episode. Welcome to our 17th episode of Flawed, Favorite, and Fabulous. And as always, I want to start with some good news. I did a three-day fast and cleanse earlier this week, and I drank my beautiful cleanse, which is the the um, the lemonade that I have as a recipe in the book and water only for three days. And it was very enlightening. We received clarity that that's when Imani and Omar got the, the vision and the specifics on where they were to move and what was really going on with where they were living right then. I was able to cleanse my body out and cleanse out my intestines like I was talking about last week. And it was just, it was really an overall great time of fasting and cleansing. I actually lost 11 pounds which you know made their way back on my body somehow. And now I'm just four pounds away from the goal number that I try to stick closest to. So I'm in the zone. I decided that I wanted to lose 10 pounds below the goal number. So I made a detailed list of everything that I can eat. And I found that it's really helpful. I've made lists like this before. But the last time I made a list like this, I broke it down with breakfasts, breakfasts, lunches, dinners, and um, and snacks. And this time, I broke it down into fruits and vegetables, proteins, snacks, and miscellaneous. And miscellaneous, just so you know, is like keto pancakes. I won't have those very often, but it's nice to know that you know that they're there for me if I want that. Um, but I like going to this list and looking at it every day and planning out what I'm going to eat ahead of time. It really helps me to stay on track. I've already got my mindset together from the fasting. Cause you know, if anybody has fasted, you know that when you can't eat, e- eat anything, you'll be appreciative for whatever you can eat. As a matter of fact, I broke my fast with this delicious avocado, tomato, tomato, An olive salad, I topped it with some bacon bits. It was like the best thing I've ever had. But it was probably because I hadn't eaten anything in three days. It was delicious and I will eat it again. But I really was able to appreciate those veggies because I hadn't had anything at all to eat. And what I realized again when I made this food list is there's so much more that I can eat than what I can't eat. And when we don't have a list in our head, we'll get inundated with the temptations, with the commercials, with whatever our family members are eating or whatever was in our refrigerator or whatever we're driving past. And those signals will begin to speak to us and tell us what we should want to eat. But I am finding that having this, this list at my disposal helps me to look at the healthy, delicious foods that I can eat without feeling guilty, that I can eat without, you know, limit pretty much and not feel distracted by the other types of food. My, my, my nephew, his birthday is October 31st. That's Halloween. He's having this big, huge birthday party here on tomorrow And there's candy everywhere right now and it's all decorated and everything. And I am not even tempted because I have just reconnected myself with berries and yogurt and making it a parfait. And it's just a wonderful treat. And even just eating the berries by themselves. What kind of berries? I'm talking about strawberries. What I had yesterday was strawberries and blackberries. But I'll do blueberries. I don't really care for raspberries. But for those of you that like raspberries, go for it. Those are great low carb, minimally low sugar fruits that I try to stick to when I'm you know, on a plan. And I'm just, you know, I... I want to lose that last ten pounds. I guess it's fourteen altogether to get to this certain weight. I, I don't necessarily want to say the number, but I want to do that before Thanksgiving because I want to be able to give myself some latitude during the holidays to be able to, you know, eat whatever I want, and um, you know, and not not have to worry about going outside of my weight zone. But I'm just, you know, I hope this is helping somebody because I have found that this list is something I enjoy looking at every day. I don't have to look at it more than once a day unless I'm like going to the grocery store or something. But it helps me to look forward to the foods that I can't eat and helps me to feel strong enough to stay on track. Now, normally this would be a time when I would ask Imani if she has some good news to share. And next week, she'll be able to share her own good news. But I will say on her behalf that I know that she's very excited about her move today. They're moving into their new place. And it's going to be what I'm calling their little honeymoon nest, where they're going to be able to start their lives together. And I'm so excited for them and happy for them. And I just, you know, I just love how God moved on your behalf financially he prepared the place he just he just made it happen so she'll give more details if she chooses to when she comes back to us so let me see let me say this it's not a good idea because I wanted to say this to Imani, it's not a good idea to try to lose weight or to be on a weight loss program when your life is unsettled, when you have a lot of different things going on in your life. It's best if you put it on hold until things have normalized in your life And then once things have gotten back to normal, you can go into your, your weight loss program. I mean, maybe you can try to maintain, you know, you can be committed to not, maybe not gaining any more weight, but you want to try not to have to focus on, you know, eating particular foods or what have you while you're in the middle of big transitions like a move. And that makes me think about those catches. Does anybody remember in chapter 8 where food is fuel, we talked about C-A-T-C-H-E-S. The catches are those things in our lives that can catch us off guard and throw us off our weight loss plan. The C-A-T-C-E-C-H-E-S. Change, anxiety, timing, celebrations hunger, emotions, and stress. And so for Imani, I would say, you know, there's a life change that's happening in her life. This timing may not be great either. And um, and then there's also stress, even though, you know, moving is a good thing. There's still stress involved because it's moving. So, you know, these are the reasons why I would advise someone in Imani's position to, you know, to maybe work on maintaining, which is what she's doing and not focus so much on trying to lose weight until she gets things back to normal. Um, Let's see. So I encourage you to make good choices, Imani, and understand that weight loss is a journey. It's not a destination and that you don't have to focus on it right now. It's just it's a okay. So. Chapter 14, Family and Future Generations. Let's get to it. In this chapter, I talk about how every family has generational blessings and generational curses. And we talked about this, I think, in the our first or second episode of this podcast, where there, every family is blessed with talent, blessed with different things that are passed down from one generation to the next. And there's also curses. And, you know, I've mentioned in more than one episode that obesity and diabetes are curses, generational curses that have been in my family. Obesity is on both sides of my family, on my mom's side and my dad's side. And that is something that I am called to break. I have been called to break the generational curse of diabetes and obesity, because I want to leave a legacy of health and longevity for the future future generations to come. I want my grandchildren to have healthy relationships with food. And, you know, when you get to a certain age, you know, like me, a woman of a certain age, you begin to come to terms with your own mortality. You begin to think about the fact that one day you're not going to be here anymore And it's not something that I like to think about a lot, but because I am in my late fifties now, which I just have to say is crazy to just hear that coming up out of my mouth. I don't feel like I'm that old, but at the same time I do. Some of you all that are my age might understand what I mean by that. If you don't understand, like Sherry Shepard said, (laughs) ask your mama. But when you get to a certain age, you do contemplate your own death. You do look back on your life and you think about what you've accomplished and uh, what you want to continue to accomplish. So many people in my age group have um, gotten to the place where they've retired. And they're enjoying life in, as a retiree. Either they're traveling or they're just enjoying being at home with their family. A lot of my friends have grandchildren and things like that. But then there's another group of, of friends that I have that, you know, we're just getting started with new things that we're doing in our lives that we want it to propel us to places that we've never been. And when I look back on my life, I can say that I am proud of what I've been able to accomplish in my lifetime. And if I were to die today, I can't say that I would have any regrets. I do still have dreams. I do still have goals, but I'm thankful for who I am and my experiences make me who I am. And so when I look at what I want to leave behind, what I want my legacy to be. Yes, I want my grandchildren to have a relationship with God through Jesus. That is foremost in my mind. But I also want them to have a healthy mind where they feed their mind and fuel their mind, where they want to continue to learn and grow and educate themselves and become as intelligent and wise as they possibly can so that they can be as successful in life as they'd like to be. And success has, you know, a variety of different levels and definitions. People define it differently and not everybody feels that my definition of success is the same as somebody else's and that's just fine. I want my grandchildren and my great-grandchildren and so on to find success in their lives however they have defined it. And, you know, when we think about death, and we think about what we want to leave behind, it's incumbent upon us to recognize what we have accomplished so far and what we would like to share with the people that are going to be coming after us. I remember a while ago, I asked this question on social media. I asked, if you would, which would you rather? Would you rather significantly touch Thousands of people, or excuse me, I said, "Would you would you rather significantly touch hundreds of people, or insignificantly touch thousands, or words to that effect?" And I thought that it would be a good question to you know pose to the people to get responses. And I didn't get a great response. You never know with social media, but the people that did respond uh, responded in the same way that I did we would rather significantly touch hundreds as opposed to insignificantly touching thousands. And by insignificantly, I mean like, your Beyonce's or your Michael Jordan's or your Steph Curry's, you know, the people that entertain you, the people that you enjoy spending time with on TV or going to concerts to listen to, as opposed to your pastor or your teachers or your parents, you know, somebody that has made a significant impact in your life. I would much rather be that person and touch fewer than be someone who's world renowned. But really only touch people in an, on an entertainment level. I hope that's making sense to you. I don't even know if I've said it as well as I'd like to. But the point is we have to decide what our legacy is going to be and be intentional about what we're going to leave behind. And, you know, I feel that whether my story is told for many generations or not, I bear the responsibility to share my story while I am yet alive with anyone who will listen. And that's why I'm going to be reaching out to different civic organizations and all kinds of other uh, churches and what have you just to invite them to hear my story, to buy the book, to participate in the podcast and to, you know, learn what they can learn from me in order that they can evolve into the best version of themselves. Now, I didn't realize how much weight loss it takes for others to notice that I've lost weight. This is something else that I touch on in this chapter. And I realized that Imani was the first person who noticed my weight loss and she would encourage me and, you know, and, and let me know that she sees me losing weight. I would recognize it in my clothing, I would recognize it in the mirror, but Not everybody would be able to notice it until I started losing a significant amount of weight, and you know. When you first start losing weight, you can see it for yourself. You can see your face shrinking. You can, um, you know, but you can also kind of feel like your eyes are playing tricks on you because you're the same shape. We talked about this last week, how if you have a significant amount of weight to lose, and I did, I had a 100 pounds to lose or more. It took me losing at least 40 pounds before other people really, well, until they noticed and until my shape started changing. Cause remember what we talked about last week, we would shrink, our bodies are shrinking, but it would take time before our weight would start to, um, or our bodies would start to change shape. And so we have to be patient with ourselves and we also have to be patient with other people because, People are self-absorbed. They're concerned about their own stuff. They're not really focused on you. And I know my family, it took them a while before they noticed my weight loss as well. And I think that's why I needed to buy a new size every time I hit a new size. Because that's how it became real for me that I was actually losing weight. I had to prove to myself that I was no longer a size 16 by getting a 14 that was no longer 14 by getting a 12 and so on and you know and it's a good feeling when your clothes start to get loose and I felt compelled to buy these smaller sizes because that was just my way of embracing and accepting that this weight loss is real because weight loss can very can seem very elusive like you can't really put your finger on it you can't always tell and sometimes you lose inches but you don't lose pounds sometimes you lose pounds but you don't lose inches and we have to find ways to self-validate along the way in whatever way works for us because people are you know like I said they're so self-involved they don't necessarily notice what's going on with you and that's okay because we're self-involved as well we want them to notice we've lost weight. And, you know, and also other people don't see us in the way that we see ourselves. So we have to do what we need to do in order to be able to recognize and acknowledge and appreciate that we are losing weight. And, you know, and I'm very thankful that Imani is not the only family member that's been inspired to lose weight in my family. My sister has lost close to hundred pounds. I've lost, I've lost, uh, I've lost track at this point, but she looks amazing. My nephew has lost, I think about 40 or 50 pounds and he is looking great as well. And, you know, they don't give me credit for inspiring them, but I know that my story planted seeds in them that breathe life into their own story. And that's enough for me. Because the point is that they've taken control of their weight and they want to be healthy and live long and productive lives. And so all I have to say to that is amen. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Weight loss is a journey and it's not a destination. And when we think of it as a destination, we We're going to believe that once we've reached our goal, we can stop doing what we've been doing to get there. And, you know, and i probably say this in some way, shape or form on every episode that what we did to get there is what we're going to have to do to stay there. And you should be able to see through the course of these 17 episodes that I am still on a journey. I have not reached a particular destination. I have a a weight goal now that I want you all to hold me accountable to. I want to be able to check in with you. I mean... This morning, Imani saw me and she said, oh, you're looking skinny and I love that. I accept that all day. But at the same time, I still have goals. I talked about that menopause apron last week. I want to shrink that up as much as possible. I didn't get a chance to start the gym because I was fasting. And you shouldn't do a whole lot of exertion when you're fasting because you don't have a whole lot of energy to exert. So I do plan on getting back, you know, into the gym starting next week. I'm gonna do that, and I'll keep you all um, posted on the progress and the process of that. But in the meantime, I am I'm thankful that I lost those 11 pounds, and that there's only four more to get back to the the goal. You know, like my original goal. And so now, I guess I'm just challenging myself, and I wanna I wanna lose after I reach that four pounds, which I plan to reach. By Monday, I want to be able to lose another 10 and I'm giving myself until Thanksgiving to do that. I'm in no hurry to do it, but I, I'm following the food list that I talked about earlier and I I want to be able to share with my clients and anybody else that's listening that using this food list will be very helpful to you. It'll help you to stay on track. I know that it will, cause I've done it before, but I'm getting back to it. And I I just want you to know that I'm really enjoying it and um, it helps me to stay on track and it helps me to stay focused. And so I want to leave you all with an assignment. And so today's assignment is going to be, I hope you you have your journals and I want you to just take some time, just take a little time to reflect on what your generational blessings and curses are in your life. And honestly, I don't remember if that was an assignment before. It may have been. It sounds kind of familiar. But if it is, go back and look at them and make a decision that you're going to be a generational curse breaker. Make a decision that you are going to break a curse that has been plaguing your family for generations. I'm not saying you have to break all the curses. You don't have to be the only generational curse breaker in your family, but I'm saying for you to take a look at what your curses are. Could it be divorce? Could it be obesity? Could it be disease? It could be cancer. It could be high cholesterol. It could be high blood pressure. There's all these different things. It could be, it could be suicide. It could be murder. It could be incarceration. There's all kinds of generational curses out there. Make a decision family that you are going to pick a generational curse to break. And because you are listening to this podcast, I want to encourage you to break the generational curse of obesity if that, in fact, is one of the generational curses in your family. I recognize that not everybody who listens is obese. Hallelujah. But I do also acknowledge that we are catering to, we are directing our conversations toward those people that, have the same struggles that I had, which made me write flawed, favorite, and fabulous in the first place. So that is your assignment for this week. And as always, please subscribe to the podcast. Please subscribe to the website, www.mybeautifulsoul.org. I want to encourage you to share this with three people this week we're not sending out individual notifications. I did it last week because there was something that went on with Spotify and I wasn't sure how it was getting out there. So I did send some individual ones out last week. I'm not doing it this week. And I really hope that you all are committed enough to this podcast to Look for it to seek it out and that you're getting notified by Spotify or Apple or, you know, wherever you listen to your podcast. Share this on your social medias. I encourage you to please. You can uh, hit Imani up on her social media is. Oh, what is hers? At Imani Legend and mine is at My Beautiful Soul INC. We welcome questions and comments on the podcast. Email us at info at mybeautifulsoul.org. And again, we thank everyone who's reached out, who's given us feedback, who's given us encouragement. You give us life. You give us a reason to continue. And, um, you know, and we just we just want you to be blessed by our podcast. We're hoping that what we're doing is helping somebody. We're going to ask for some some real feedback at the end of this season. We're closing in on the end of the season. We've got probably about three more episodes to go before this season is done. And um, and we want to hear from you on how you enjoyed it, how we can improve upon it, and some ideas of what we're going to talk about in the next season. So until next week, be strong, be well, and be you.